We're back and we're in the grip of death as we watch Death Grip on episode 117 of Have You Seen? Hello everybody and welcome to episode 117 of Have You Seen? Tom is grinning at me like a complete <laughs> maniac from the other end of the table. I can hardly see him this episode because I have the biggest computer in the world between us. <laughs> you know this is an audio medium, right? Yeah, I know. Okay, good. I hope you'll speak at some point during the show. I might do. Uh, that is Tom Death Webb, which makes me Kieran Grip LaFord. <laughs> um, and we are reviewing Death Grip. Uh, which was sort of pitched to us by the bloke who made it. Yeah. Um, we a few episodes ago we reviewed Rope Dope and Rope Dope Two, uh, which were made by Eric Jacobus uh, of the Stunt People, uh, and we talked about trying to get hold of a copy of Death Grip, their feature film, one of their feature films uh, to review on the show. Uh, I ended up having a chat with Eric over Twitter, and uh, he said, "Oh, well, I'll I'll give you a link to the screener if you like." So instead of Instead of buying a copy and paying ungodly amounts for postage, we got to watch it for free. Which yeah. is very nice. Very yeah. kind of Eric. Very handy. Very handy. Um, so, yeah, we should talk about it, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me find... I think all I did last time was basically read out the IMDb synopsis, so I'll do that again. <laughs> See full summary. In an effort to set his life straight, Kenny Zemeckis checks his autistic brother Mark out of the care home where he spent the past 15 years since their mother's death. When Kenny relect- reluctantly, <laughs> no. When what. Kenny reluctantly brings Mark on a last-minute museum catering gig, Mark unwittingly entangles him in a dangerous heist involving the museum's showpiece, the Silver Coin of Judas, and a murderous satanic cult known as the Knights of Judas. The two brothers propelled into the cult's demonic world, where they must fight for their lives and face the depths of their own dark past. Mm-hmm. Which kind of sums it up, yeah, really. Pretty much, yeah. It plays a bit heavy on the demonic stuff, which isn't so much in the movie. Yes, yeah. I need to put my other headphone on, because even though there's no sound coming through, it's really weird where I can hear my own voice. <laughs> um, where do we start? At the beginning? Yeah, I think that's, that's probably the best place to start. Yes. Usually. Yes. Um, I thought the first half an hour mm. was really good. Yeah. Like, they they do lots of clever stuff. Yeah. They set up a whole load of things. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of it without dialogue. Yes. There's some really good uh, silent, mm-hmm. dialogue-less scenes in this. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of chuck it all away in the hour that follows, really. I, I kind of, I thought that, overall, I, I really enjoyed it, but I think it was, the, the bit that I was kind of less keen on mm. was the actual cult Right. aspect of it mm-hmm. I think had it just been straightforward gangsters mm. I think it might have worked a bit better I didn't have a problem with the cult the thing I took it, I had difficulty with was the Kenny has action hero fantasies conceit yes which doesn't work as well as they think it does right um, especially because what you get is the cool fantasy then yeah. followed by Kenny's lame attempt at actual fighting yeah and just why not just let him fight yeah if they're there to explain him away him being a white guy doing all this crazy shit, mm. then all you need is a shot of him sweating in a boxing gym, kicking the shit out of a heavy bag. Yeah. Um, and like that's, it's easy to see that that's how he gets his rage out these days. Because mm. they set up early on that he has kind of yeah, anger issues, I suppose. Up, yeah. yeah, pent up aggression. 
Um, if they're there just to pad the running time, just have a short movie. Yeah. Airplane, Office Space, Run Lola Run, Spinal Tap, El Mariachi, Zombieland, Primer, Thirty Nine Steps, District 13, Halloween, Assault on Precinct 13, Gravity, and all the Evil Deads are all under 90 minutes and they're all brilliant films. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Psycho. Um, that was my big bugbear with the yeah. film was that. Because it then because they put all this effort into great fight choreography. Mm. Yeah. And then they show another version where it looks a bit shit. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I particularly in the fight where he fights off all these monks. Yes. Later on. Yeah, I didn't mind. I didn't mind that kind of element so much. Mm. Um, I, I, the, the, the action in it is really, really good. Mm. Um, I like the idea of him. He is a man of he's he's a man who has anger problems. Mm. So I like the idea of him trying not to fight. So you see the flash of what he would have done. Yeah, and then he finds another way around it. That's fine until the end, where he has to let the anger out. Yeah, that would make more sense. Right, so, yeah, but that's not what happens. No, no, it's not. This so, could be re-edited to be that, even with the footage that's of, that's there in the ninety-five-minute yeah, cut. Yeah, um, but yeah, it just kind of yeah. Okay, no, I mean, I thought, like I said, I, I, I overall, I quite liked it, and I, I like it was the, it was the the use of the cult that I just I didn't I don't know they could have just been gangsters it didn't have to be yeah that's true do you know what I mean um, but I guess that that's trying to make it stand out yeah I suppose um, but yeah the the um, right from the get go the action is really really good the baseball diamond yeah, fight. yeah that is there's some and it's there's no in, in that it's just effectively straight fighting there's no environment gimmicks yeah there's, well, there's a couple few, of bits with it bouncing off the the back of the chain, yeah, yeah. But it, it's it's pretty minimal, mm. um, and there are some great like it's super quick and mm. there's some really cool like spins and that kind of stuff in there. Um, which yeah, I, the stunt I people is more really than just a cobus. There's a lot of very yeah. talented screen fighters in there. Yeah. Um, aside from the the the, the fighting, I thought uh, the guy who played the brother mm. was really good. The yes. way he played the what I suppose you would call the disability, although I don't know if that's the right term for it. Um, condition. Be, condition. Let's go yeah. condition. Because he's supposed to be autistic, isn't he? Yes. And I think it's very, it would probably be very easy to overplay that. Mm. And I don't think he does. He does it quite, in quite a gentle way. And it's not too, mm. you know, especially, especially when there have been some quite iconic uh, portrayals of autism or yes. that kind of stuff um it, yeah i think he he did it did it really really well and you kind of the bond between them works really well I mm. think. there's little things like where he is set up um behind like to get him into the catering gig yeah uh kenny uh tells the organizers he's the chef yeah exactly yeah. um and he gets set up behind the behind the buffet table yeah. with all the different uh snacks on it yeah. Uh, and there's one particular thing, these little quiches <laughs> that, that, are, that are formed into a pyramid. And every time someone takes one, he quick as a flash puts another one back on the top. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's really nice. Yeah. Really funny. I like the way they tell, um, there's a bit towards the beginning where they tell the backstory mm. uh, through his childlike drawings that have been put yes. up on the wall. Yes. That's really clever and really well done. Yeah, that is really nice. And it's, it really fills in some detail. Mm. Like you say, there's some really good non-dialogue exposition yeah and that's i think that's if you can say it with the with the images then that's that's all the better the last thing you want is your lead actors having to say 
well, this happened, and that's yes, why yeah, I yeah. am like this. And you know, you d- yeah, it deals with that stuff really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a running joke of him being a- unable, being able to undo any lock. Yes, uh, the particularly funny one is after he gets kidnapped and handcuffed, and he's taken into this <laughs> basement room. Yeah, just sits down, and casually takes off the handcuffs, and throws them on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were some really nice little kind of running gags on mm. that. I think though, my favourite scene mm. overall is the. Uh, fight scene after um he takes the coin and he gets dropped in the toilet the motion sensor fight in the the, bathroom yeah and there's one of those the 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 toilet's got a flush with the motion sensor on it Mm. uh which mark breaks it he breaks it so it's giving it it like extra range yeah it's super sensitive Mm. and then and the coin is sitting in the bottom of the toilet and they don't want the toilet to flush but no one can get near it to get the coin Mm. out i thought that was really good and then Mm. the 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 way the fight panned out around it was was mm. fantastic, and um, then a man gets sliced through the eye with a piece of mirror. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there were a few moments where you're like, "Oh, this is kind of light and funny." And Jackie Chan, "Oh dear, someone's been stabbed in the eye." Yeah, um, it does manage to balance dark and violent and funny quite well it for does. the most part. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is very difficult. Mm. Um, the fight, I'm not sure, works well is uh, the guy gets sliced through the eyes with the mirror mm. is then blinded, obviously. Yeah. And Kenny has another fight with him later on in a dark room yes. that's lit too well. Right, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah he's supposed to not be able to see it. Neither of them are supposed to be able to see anything, but yeah. still they have this fight. Yeah. But you can see what they're doing too well. I, so there's yes. kind of a disconnect where you think, well, I thought at least Kenny's eyes would have at least adjusted Dusted. as much as we can see. Yes. And I, we can yeah. see too much. Yeah, I know what you mean. So that yeah. doesn't quite work i don't yeah it kind of takes you a a, a little while to go oh right he can't see either because it's dark yeah 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 Uh, on the whole though it is it's a good looking film yes yeah you know it's it is you know the cinematography is really really good i think it's this one they shot it on a red right uh and they had it nicked from them at gunpoint when shooting out on the street jesus yep found a replacement carried on the next day wow yeah the the first camera has never been found oh my god yeah that's crazy. The line that made me howl with laughter right. is um it's after the after the darkness fight and the the cult leader is on the phone with one of the one of the other monks mm. who I can't remember they're trying to catch somebody and the other monk rings up and like we found him. Mm. And they're like okay, we'll carry on with the ritual and down the phone comes this line. Do you need us to get another virgin? <laughs> Brilliant. Um <laughs> The amount of squirting blood in this film is quite yes. ridiculous, but they do use it as a running gag with a payoff at the end. Yes. Uh, where the bad guy gets, let's give it all away. Yeah. The bad guy gets stabbed in the back mm. by Mark as he's closing in to kill Kenny. Yeah. Falls over next to the downed Kenny and just goes and spits blood out into his face, which lots of characters have done <laughs> yeah. throughout the film so far. Uh, and I, I think I mentioned this not on the show, just when we were talking about in general this film as a fight in this film the end fight uh features probably the hardest kick in the balls i've ever seen in a (laughs) movie he gets absolutely walloped (laughs) you talk about this being a good looking film Mm. the only thing i think that let it down Mm. in a production sense right were a couple of moments of suboptimal dialogue which i think are just back in the museum scene right which really should have been adr'd okay right and they're by a character who's only in that scene right so even if he couldn't come back and done the ADR, they probably could have got someone else to read up his lines for him. 
Well, all of the most, but yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, he only gets yeah. like four lines, yeah, this guy. that's true. Um, there are probably... A, it's the script, I think, that needed more work. Right. For example, I think there were a couple of ancillary characters that could have been amalgamated into one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the guy who... Oh, God, what is he? The guy in charge of the museum mm. who's hanging out with the girl who ends up getting caught up yes, in all this business. Yeah. Him and the bloke who answers the door in just his pants. And you yes. know, he, as soon as he does that, you know there was a reason they got him to open the door in just his <laughs> pants. Because he just has this normal looking head and then this ridiculous <laughs> Adonis body underneath. Yeah. Um, yeah, they could have been the same person. They didn't need to be two separate characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of want to watch it again. Um, and I meant to before we did this right, and yeah. just haven't had time. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's one of those things. It, it's. I started off really excited and then got disappointed because right, I genuinely okay. think the first half an hour is excellent. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I quite enjoyed it pretty much all the way through. I just, I was a bit unsure about, like I say, the cult element. But then I think that it, it's one of. Oh, the... shot on a Sony FS100, not a red. Sorry, oh, no, the red got nicked on another thing. Right. Total production budget one hundred and ten thousand dollars. Well, this is the thing. It's. I mean, that's a low budget. Oh, very. I mean, it's an incredibly low budget for any film, mm. not not an action film. Yeah. Um, so I think to pull this off with that budget is quite phenomenal. Mm. And it, you, you say things like, like they could have ADR'd that guy. You know, that's the sort of thing that on films of this budget, they just they just can't do. Well, yeah, I guess not. Um, but it's, it, it's a sore thumb because those three or four lines are the only lines that sound that bad. Yeah. Everything else is... And there is ADR that has been done, right, right. But it's one of those things. It's like I, I, you, when you're when you're doing a film of that size, you, the impact of small little hitches are more likely to translate to the screen. Oh yes, than on and on yeah. bigger budget movies. Um, and to be honest, when you you kind of expect a bit of that when you watch something that's that hmm. that be made for that little money, I guess. Hmm. Um, so I think they, you know, I think they did a pretty decent job, really. Given, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not disputing that no. part of it at all. I'm going to burp though. <laughs> Excuse me. This episode brought to you by the last can of ginger beer in the fridge. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think one more draft of the script, mm. and it would have been there. Yeah, I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, because like I said, I started off like really into it, and then kind of got disappointed as we went mm. on. Yeah. There were just some things that didn't add up and mesh for me. Yeah. I did spot um, uh, the corner. The dope first has uh, first gets con- confronted by the gang on in <laughs> right, Dope yeah. is in this film. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it, really. Yeah, I'm um, got nothing. Got nothing left. No, no, I don't think I, I do either. It's just, I mean, I think that it's it's such. It's, if you're a fan of any form of martial arts movies, this is you have to watch this. Although it might be quite difficult. Yes. But, you know, it's worth seeking out because, you know, it, the fights are absolutely stand out. It's funny. When going back and forward with Eric on Twitter, mm. he, he did say he doesn't consider this his best. Right. Um, but thought we would enjoy the fight scenes. Yeah, yeah. And yes, they are they are very good. Yeah, absolutely. Particularly, as we said, the bathroom fight, yeah. the motion sensor fight, yeah, which I, is I mean, very funny. Yeah, I, I think it's... It, it, they have an inve- inventiveness that is lacking in a lot of fights at the moment. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, particularly, I mean, I haven't watched much recent Hong Kong stuff 
Um, no, nor have I. And to be honest, because it, it went through a period in the early early to mid-2000s well, where they started to get a bit too... They started a, to employ the tricks of Hollywood. In about 1997, <coughs> Hong Kong discovered there were these things called computers and they started yeah. using them really, really badly. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it just didn't... The only time it's really worked, and still the effects are a bit shonky, but it kind of works within the context of the film, is stuff like Shaolin Soccer. Yes, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they would start doing things... Even in Jackie Chan movies, computer effects would start showing up. yeah. Um, and and just like wires when they, they never would have used wires before. Yeah, uh, you know it, it, there were just little things, and it started to be like, oh, you're kind of almost Americanizing the the fight sequences. Yeah, um, and they lo- and it lost that kind of inventiveness mm. because it wasn't a case of there was an easier option. Do you yes. know what I mean? It, it, you but know, you're also dealing with things like the main action stars getting older. That's true. and rather yeah. than the action stars after that being actors or martial artists they were all pop stars yeah that's a good point yeah because there was that generation from the chinese opera schools and stuff yes. wasn't there that, that and they're of, all now old yeah yeah knocking on 60 jackie chan just turned 60 i yeah. think yes yeah we need but, um, new action stars yeah well hopefully that's what that's where eric's heading good so um what are we doing Oh, yeah, I know what we're doing. I need to find my email. One Hello. second. Uh, we have uh, a listener pitch. Okay. I just need to find it. Okay. Have you seen... P. Hammond Esquire. Hey. A veteran of this show. Yes. Says, Hello, chaps. I kept meaning to write and add my thoughts on Live, Die, Repeat, Slash, Edge of Tomorrow, but real life kept getting in the way. We know how you feel. Yeah, absolutely. Basically, I love this film. Had it not been released in the same year of Guardians of the Galaxy, it would have been my film of the year, hands down. Loved it. And I say that as someone who cannot stand Tom Cruise. <laughs> I will admit, the idea of seeing Mr. Cruise by the farm over and over again is what got me interested in the first place. But ultimately, was richly rewarded with a well-written, well-shot, good-looking movie. Essentially, it did play out like a video game. You completed by learning your mistakes, time you roll wrong and splat, start again. And I did love its peripheral characters and cameos. Brendan Gleeson being excellent as always. Uh, but then you throw in Bill Paxton, uh, Tony Todd, uh, and even the paper boy from Spaced. He was a big lad who wore the exo suit with nothing on underneath. Oh, he was. <laughs> um, those suits, as Kieran rightly pointed out, they are used extensively in the latest Call of Duty video game, but they're also currently being developed for use in the US military. Oh, good. Uh, I did like the return to old-timey warfare too. I doubt you'd have a mass invasion like that these days. 1944, yes, but not now. Uh, Give you a nice saving, saving private groundhog feel, I thought. And now, another pitch. I'd heard of this film via Friends of Friends, and the premise did intrigue me. It had a very limited release, Christ knows why, and it isn't out on DVD yet. But I managed to acquire it all the same. <laughs> right. If you can find it, I pitch you Snowpiercer. Mad little film, kind of a mix of Mad Max, The Matrix, Animal Farm, and The Polar Express. How it never got a big release, I will never know. Quite low budget, but looks amazing and has an unbelievable cast. Chris Evans... Not the ginger one. Uh Uh, John Hurt, Jamie Bell, Tilda Swinton, Ed Harris, to name a few. Set in the near future, humanity has gone to pot, and through a variety of reasons I shall not spoil here, everyone lives on a big old train that cannot stop and will not stop. I shan't say any more, as it's best to go in completely cold on this one. I did and was blown away by it. Cheers, lads. Pete Hammond. Hmm. 
Snowpiercer is available on one of the many regions of Netflix that we have access to. Excellent. Um, I will find... Here we go. Find the IMDb listing for it as well, which says... Checking for spoilers. No. Set in a future where a failed climate change experiment kills all life on the planet except for a lucky few who boarded the Snowpiercer, a train that travels around the globe where a class system emerges. Um, Basically, poor people are at the back, rich people are at the front. And as you progress through the train, people get richer. Um, In the interest of full disclosure, I've seen the first 45 minutes of this before with my girlfriend, and we both hated it. Okay. I switched it off. Um, But I'm willing to give it another go. Okay. I know lots of people who really, really like it. Okay. Um, I know, like, literally all I know about it is what you just said then. Okay. It is uh, written and directed by uh, Bong Joon-ho, uh, who you may remember as writer and director of The Host, which we reviewed right. on this show right, some time okay. ago. Uh, what else has he done? There's some other stuff. No, mostly just the 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 host is the uh, is the big one, mm. and then this. Okay, um, I'm not sure how accurate low budget is. Well, 39 million is mid budget these days, isn't it? Yeah. It's not a it's not a massive amount. Opening weekend in the US, hundred and seventy one thousand dollars. Ooh, yeah, this bombed. And you think of the names that are in yeah. it. Yeah. I wonder why. I don't what know. What did it go up against? It must have been up against something big. That's a good question. Let's see if I can find out. Plot keywords. Train. Closed ecological system. Was it... Hang on. This is, I know it might be just because you said Chris Evans. Did it go up against Captain America? Did it not come out at the same sort of time? Uh, I don't know. That requires going to a different website. Hold on. Well... <laughs> Do you know what else came out on June the 27th, 2014? What? Transformers, Age of Extinction, uh, 4,233 screens. Snowpiercer was released on eight screens. Eight screens? Yeah. Well, that's a pretty decent return then on eight screens. Maybe. A hundred grand on eight screens. Might be a decent screen average, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's the tr- that, that is one of the tr- big problems with the with the blockbusters like Dawn uh, of the Planet of the Apes was still hanging around yeah and if, well Avengers would have been gone wouldn't it yeah. it would have been Captain America surely because that came out didn't that come out just before Transformers in 2014 yeah was it 2014 wow. Winter Soldier I mean yeah I know Hercules Lucy uh, Guardians of the Galaxy would have still been uh, oh, no, they didn't come out till August alright I'm scrolling the wrong way. I don't know. It's being a pain in the bum. Right. Uh, Age of Tomorrow was still out. Right. 22 Jump Street was out. House Train right. Your Dragon watched, 2 was out. I watched both of those over the last couple of days, actually. What? What? I watched House Train Your Dragon 2 and 22 Jump Street. I well, I haven't seen those. House Train Your Dragon 2 because my girlfriend and I haven't managed to get through House Train Your Dragon 1 once yet. Right. We tried three times and we've been interrupted either by <laughs> her falling asleep right. um, or someone knocking on the door or having to go out or right. electronic failure yeah. every time. The second one's good. Mm. Um, 22 Jump Street was good as well. Yes, I enjoyed that. It yeah. doesn't hold together as much as a film. But it is very, very funny. Yeah, I think it's they, worth it for the end credits alone, which yes. is absolute genius. Yeah, I, to, to be honest, the um, I just the they ramp up the meta 
knowing what it is. Yes. Oh, definitely. So the gags much. about it being a, a, a cash-in sequel. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the fact that they've doubled the budget. Yeah. Because <laughs> double the budget equals double the profit. <laughs> and, I like Ice Cube's office, which is almost like a cube of ice. <laughs> and uh, Chan and Tatum going, oh, why don't we become secret service agents and protect the White House? And they're like, no. And like, oh, I thought it was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what was the other one? That, the other thing they referenced that made me laugh. Um... Oh yeah, the the um, the, there's a gag about how to train your dragon. Is there in it? Yeah, it's it's this is like beyond ridiculous mm. because Jonah Hill is in both films, right? And they came out on the same day. Oh, they did, yeah. And there's a bit where Channing Tatum's like, "I thought we said we had Kate Blanchett for this budget," mm. and Kate Blanchett was the big draw for the second How to Train Your Dragon oh. movie. And it's it's like they they knew that. When they were filming it, yeah. they, they went that advanced with the, with like the meta <laughs> gags. Well, yeah. do we have anything else to add about Snowpiercer? I don't think so. No, uh, it just sounds a bit nuts. It didn't cost very much. No, comparatively. Well, yeah. When you yeah, you think of it'll be so. This is interesting. That's kind of classed as a, as a mid to small budget movie. Yeah. Yeah. We just watched a hundred grand action movie. Yeah. That, well, so, that's a no, that's technically a no, no budget, budget movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, Postman Pat came out on two screens <laughs> on the same day. Wow! Oh boy! Uh, wait one second. Well, yeah, it pulled in four and a half million overall in the US, what, but then Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer, but then a further eighty-one million overseas. Does def- it sounds like it's got more of a European sensibility to it, doesn't it? It's Korean director. Yeah. It's probably going to be a bit off the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised then it did better outside of the US. Yeah, well, outside of English-speaking countries, people tend to go for what looks big and faces they recognise. Mm. Well, I guess the same in English-speaking countries yeah. as well. But people are more likely to take a I chance, suppose. I think. yeah. 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 All right. Well, there we go. Cool. We have two hours and six minutes of Snowpiercer to look forward to. Excellent. Is that it? I think so, yeah. Well, that went quickly, didn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, we apologise, as always, for the gaps in between shows. Yes. Uh, things were very, very, very busy. Yes. A work project that took up both of us all week. Yes. Uh, and took up the submersible all week yes. as well, even when we weren't here. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's been taking up our time, which I'm going to finally admit to, yeah. uh, we've been making a short film, uh-huh. uh, which uh, hopefully will soon be out in the wild somewhere. Yeah, hopefully. You might get to see it if you're lucky. <laughs> Who, me? No, not you. <laughs> I was going to say. Well, yeah, you might get to see it if you're lucky. Um, I've seen bits. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, you might get to see that at some point, but that's been taking up some time. Yeah. Hopefully we can get that finished soon yes i'd like to it's in the final sort of polishing stages at yes. the moment we should be clear it's, it's it was shot. yeah we're not we're not sitting here writing it and wondering what to no, do next it's, no we, we shot it a few, well it must be like what two months couple ago of months now? ago yeah and we've been kind of working slowly and steadily on the post-production and we, we, we're into the final stages yes so hopefully it will go hopefully soon there'll soon. be a complete movie yeah excellent so if you've seen snowpiercer not our film we're not even telling you what it's called yet 
you can let us know on HYS Podcast. I'm going to do that again. Yeah. You can let us know on Twitter at HYS Podcast. <laughs> this ginger beer isn't working yet. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash have you seen podcast. The website is have you seen.net and the email is podcast at have you seen.net. That is the email that Pete Hammond sent his pitch to. We also have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash HYS Podcast, but there's not an awful lot there. Um, just some little videos of us pitching you some movies that we're not going to talk about on the show because we've both seen them mm. and we both like them. Yeah. Uh, so we pitch them to you, essentially. And, of course, the video of the epic episode 100. Yes. We like shares and likes on Facebook, particularly if new show posts. We like retweets on Twitter, again, especially if new show tweets. We like your reviews and ratings on iTunes, especially those with five stars. And we like your pitches for new films and reviews of stuff we've covered, which is exactly what Pete did in his email. Yes. That was that was, that was the perfect. the prototype email. Yeah, send us a review of something we've covered, yeah. and then stick a pitch on the end. Yeah. That tends to work pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Thank you to all of you for listening, especially if you've done any of those things. Thank you to Upbeat Productions for letting us into the Submersible. Thank you to Alexia Mom for his technical expertise. Thank you to Rob, the Submersible manager, who has had uh, jabs for his upcoming holiday oh, abroad yeah. uh, and currently can't lift his arms above his waist, which is very <laughs> comical. Uh, he keeps the Submersible in order and does a fine job and thank you to Nicola the social media manager who manages the social media and gets us followers on Twitter yep that's our lot mm-hmm. um, we are off to pierce some snow <laughs> uh, and should we try and do one of these next week we say that every episode I know are you in uh, it's kind of tricky okay I might well, I guess I might as well explain why it's tricky because it's not if, like you it's, don't have to go into too much detail. No, but it's purely public knowledge right. anyway. So um the reason Pluck your blog. Exactly, yeah. So um one of the not only have we had lots of work in actual work and we've had lots of work in terms of our short film as well. Uh in my personal life my wife and I uh, are going through our first round of IVF facility treatment and we're kind of slap bang in the middle of that now. And it's one of those things that you just you, everything is relying on uh, biology that you have no control over. So I currently have no idea what days I will be at work and what days I won't because it's like... His manager loves him. Yeah, so it's literally like, um, okay, we're going to do this scan on this day and the... There is, you know, whatever turns up in that scan, we'll know when we're going to need to see you again. It could be in the next day, it could be three days, it could be two days. You know, you don't know. Um, so it's making it very, very difficult to plan anything. Yes. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to do another show next week. Um, but what I'll do, basically, is- whenever he appears, I'm going to shove him in here and we'll record <laughs> yeah. whether he's seen the film or not. <laughs> um, we, my wife and I, have been keeping a blog about our experience because it's the first time we've we've been through it and. Uh, we thought it would be, be good to do that. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll plug that on the, the Facebook page and the, the Twitter feed. Oh, I thought you were just going to read it out now. Uh, it's a very long URL. That's your own fault. Yeah, it's cool though. Um, so uh, I'm trying to remember what it actually is. Oh, boy. Well, the blog is called Journey to the Far Side of the Womb. Google that. Yeah, so if you Google that, it'll come up. Because I can't remember if it's got a, if it's a dot something.com it'll be a dot wordpress.com yeah i think think it's a dot wordpress.com there you are just Um, google that yeah if it's got some slightly dodgy spelling on it you've gone the right one (laughs) um yeah so hopefully um yeah that's going to all be transpiring over the next well month and a half or so 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 hopefully we'll be able to keep the show as regular as possible we might have to do a few skype shows yeah um we'll see how it goes Mm -hmm. well I really wish I hadn't said we're off to piss some snow now. (laughs) 
I'll leave you with that mental image. Goodbye. Tom doesn't say goodbye anymore. Uh, he's he's above that. <laughs>